0: Welcome to Episode 5 of the Cause Podcast. I'm your host, Urien Dreishek. Among the topics that we have today is Donald Trump calling out NFL players for kneeling during the National Anthem, the Golden State Warriors and the University of North Carolina men's basketball team not visiting the White House, a third grade football team kneeling during the National Anthem, along with Piers Morgan's ridiculous comments about white people being able to use the N-word. I'm going to start off with Donald Trump's comments about NFL players kneeling during the National Anthem. He was at a rally in Huntsville, Alabama last night, you know, for whatever reason, I guess spewing his hateful comments. And then the topic of NFL players kneeling during the National Anthem and protests of police brutality and inequality in America rose up. He basically said, once you like NFL owners to take those sons of the B-word and kick them off the field and fire them, you're fired. And... Right when I heard these comments, man, it, it, it really agitated and annoyed me immediately because Donald Trump, he doesn't know the cause of these protests. He doesn't know what black athletes are fighting for and what black people in America are fighting for in general. We see black people being mistreated every day, whether it's by police, the justice system, or just people in America in general. Colin Kaepernick and amongst other NFL players, they kneeled for these very reasons. America preaches so much, you know, about... People are, everyone being treated equal. But recently, we haven't really seen that, that statement and that, that promise. You know, we see African Americans getting profiled every single day and I've really been annoyed with these issues ever since the Trayvon Martin killing back in 2012 in Florida, when that neighborhood watch person George Zimmerman killed him by following him. And you know the same situation applies for guys like Freddie Gray, um, Sandra Bland, excuse me, Sandra Bland, Michael Brown, and it's just it's just unfortunate that how backwards we've moved as a nation. And let's go back to the election in November. America elected a white supremacist. And I, I really don't want to hear about Russia meddling in the election. You could say that, that they played some role in it, but it's time, to, it's time to hold Americans accountable and say that they elected a white supremacist. Donald Trump resonated with this country's racist and bigoted views, and that's how he got in the White House, point blank, period. If no one else with no political experience would have won over an overly qualified candidate like Hillary Clinton, and and the fact that Donald Trump he's in office and he's just shrugging off all concerns about minorities in America and The fact that he's calling out players for kneeling during the National Anthem at his rallies is pathetic. Don't you have other things to worry about such as foreign policy, North Korea? And it's it's annoying to me because he he didn't care what white supremacists did in Charlottesville last month. He didn't condemn their actions. He said both sides were at fault, including the protesters that were against these white supremacists, these neo-Nazis, these KKK members. It's just ridiculous. Point blank ridiculous, man. And it's just, I know, I know... Barack Obama, he said all these hateful and big dick comments, he'll be impeached immediately. But Donald Trump, he gets to say whatever he wants just because he's a former reality star and, and businessman. But once again, no experience in politics, none at all. His only reason for running this whole campaign was to base it off of racism and to undo all the great things that President Barack Obama did. And let me tell you another thing. Donald Trump, he's not black. He won't ever know what black people in America go through. So who is he to tell them how they should protest about the mistreatment that they're receiving in America right now? Tell me. What what, what rights does he have to do that? And Like I said before, um, I'll never know how it feels to be black in America. I'll never know how it feels to be profiled. But what I will do is use my my white privilege to address these issues and help black people and other minorities in America. Donald Trump's behavior, man, it's just, it's just unacceptable at this point. It just it just boils my brain to think about all the things he's, he's getting away with. And, you know, like I said before, I don't really think he will make it through his first term. I think he'll be out of here somehow. I, you know, a lot of these conservatives in Washington, they're tolerating his mess right now. But eventually, they're going to grow really tired of it. And, you know, like we saw earlier this week, John McCain, he came out saying he's not going to he's not gonna vote for Trump's health care bill. That's going to take away health care from 32 million Americans, you know. Originally, he was with that plan, but I guess finally he came to his senses. And, you know, I salute him for that. But going back to Donald Trump's comments, I just encourage every NFL player tomorrow afternoon... To send a message, take a stand, and fight against his bigotry, I encourage all athletes to take a knee tomorrow during the National Anthem. That's how we're going to get this message across, that we're not going to tolerate this hateful bigotry in this country. And, you know, it's sad that we got to resort to kneeling during the National Anthem, but that's the only way people are going to take this message of inequality seriously. And, you know, I support the cause, you know, I'm... I've, re- I've recently started singing during the National Anthem at events because my whole thing is, Wasu a flag right now that condones this kind of hate going on in this country towards anyone that isn't white? A country that elected a white supremacist, and this, goes, this is supposed to go against American value. This isn't supposed to be part of American values. This isn't part of the America that I grew up in. When Barack Obama got elected in 2008, I thought America would be more united than ever. You know, I enjoyed every single year that he was in office, but when Trump won the election last November, I thought we're heading straight for hell. It just, and it just, and what happened to these First Amendment rights? You know, it's part of the Constitution, right? And Trump's basically bashing these NFL players for exercising their First Amendment rights. You can kneel during the national anthem. You're not killing someone. You're not calling someone out of their name. It's a peaceful protest. Just, just to let everyone know that. Not everyone's receiving the same rights that America's preaching about right now. And keep in mind, the problems with Trump is just not all about these national anthem protests. It's what he's attempted to do ever since he's gone to office. First, it was that horrific Muslim ban that he was unsuccessful in completing six times. And then this proposed border wall between the United States and Mexico, which he expects Mexico to pay for, which is... Absolutely ludicrous because how is it your plan But you expect another country to pay for it And that wall is not going to be effective In stopping illegal immigrants People going to find other ways to get into America What he needs to do is Restrict immigration Policies and help people get into America easier I know a lot of people that it took their parents Nine years to get um, Into America legally Get official citizenship So you know Trump he there's bigger things he needs to focus on, and it's not about how black athletes protest the rights that they're not getting in America. He needs to respect that as president, and then he has no place telling them how to protest. Moving on in regards to Donald Trump, um, we know a lot of sports teams are refusing to go to the White House due to the fact that he's occupying the Oval Office and um, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Coach, head coach Steve Kerr the Warriors, they recently came out saying they didn't want to go to the White House. And Donald Trump issued a tweet saying, going to the White House is considered a great honor for a championship team. Stephen Curry is hesitating. Therefore, invitation is withdrawn. First of all, he came out saying he was never going to come to the White House anyway. So what invitation was withdrawn? What invitation was withdrawn? Uh, answer that for me. And we remember back in November, shortly after the, the election, the head coach of Going State, Steve Kerr, he came out saying that it's, it's just a joke. It's just a joke what's happening right now with him winning the election. And and Kevin Durant came out saying he just doesn't mess with Trump at all. So what do you think that that they would want to visit you for? They don't like anything that you stand for. Well, the NBA is a predominantly African-American league. You think they're going to agree with the poli- with the policies and views that you stand for? It's just ridiculous. So... I commend the Golden State Warriors for doing that, and I encourage other sports teams not to do at, to visit them at the White House either. And, you know, recently, um, the University of North Carolina, they won the national championship in men's basketball back in April. Phenomenal team led by Coach Roy Williams. They came out saying they won't come to the White House either. You know, I basically think they don't resonate with his views either. They don't resonate with his, with his views either at all. Like I said, University of North Carolina, predominantly African-American roster. Why would they agree with his hateful views? Why would they want to be in his presence? Why would they want to hand him a, a North Carolina Tar Heels jersey? They're, they're a championship-winning team. They're, that's all the tradition is, is winning. So why would they want to hand the gift to him? And racism isn't winning. Bigotry isn't winning. Hate Hateful minorities, Middle Eastern people, people that aren't white, that's not winning. It's not winning at all. So salute to North Carolina. So to go in state for taking a stand against his views and bigotry. And we know the the next team to win the championship will be the World Series and the Super Bowl. So whoever may whoever it may be who win those championships, please take the same stand and please don't condone Donald Trump's behavior. Because we just don't need that in America. We're going we're going backwards as it is. We just don't need it anymore. We just we just don't. Once again, I'm your host, Darian Draschuk. This is the Cause Podcast. Moving on to another topic, regarding kneeling during the national anthem. Um, a pop Warner football league. Um, is a team for third graders. They kneeled during the, during the national anthem over the past week. Their head coach encouraged it, and they basically, he basically told these kids, you know, the same message I'm telling you now. Police brutality is an issue in America. Black people in America are getting profiled by police. Not everyone's getting the same treatment. And so he basically stressed that message to the kids and said, you know how significant con Kaepernick kneeling during the National Anthem was and that if they do it, it would send the same message, and um, I first saw this report on the Huffington Post Black Voices Twitter handle. So big shout out to them. Um, it's a great story to report on because I, I really love this story because it's important to educate the youth about the injustices going on in America at a young age, especially young African American youth, because they're gonna face a lot of challenges in life and they're not gonna they're not gonna face life the same way that white people in America are, and so. We really have to get this message out that everyone should be treated equal, and not you. Shouldn't have to be scared of law enforcement because that's the people that are supposed to protect us. We shouldn't have to worry about them threatening to blow their heads off like they did with Seattle Seahawks star Michael Bennett. So, uh, big kudos to that head coach. I really love what he did with that football team, and you know, I, I suppose that he got a lot of backlash from that in his community, but it's the right thing, and I, I applaud this head coach for letting it you know that. Having a white supremacist uh, in office as president is not okay. Having the first black president, that's okay. Making that kind of history, someone who who stress unity, that's okay. And so we need we need more people within sports organizations from from leagues as as young as pop Warner football, all the way up until middle school, high school football, college, and up to NFL. Because it seems like sports, that's the only way that people could express their concerns about racism in America. People, reporters, obviously, I guess they can't express their views about having a white supremacist in office along with inequality in America. Or else they're, they're allegedly supposed to lose their job. And, you know, uh, athletes, they need to stop being scared about taking a stand. And um, I was watching the ESPN First Take segment from a, a year ago around the same time. Steve Nay Smith, he was basically saying... Um, the story was basically about how Cam Newton said, you know, it's not his duty to report about these or talk about these issues. And um, Steve Nay brought an amazing point about how athletes expect reporters to, to come out and express these concerns. Reporters making $80,000 a year, $50,000 a year. But you got these athletes that are making, you know, $100 million a year. And they say, oh, I have something I have something to lose. What do you have to lose? You're a star in the league. Everyone's gonna want you on their team, you know. But you you expect a reporter that that's making sometimes under sixty thousand a year to express these concerns and risk losing their job. And by the way, you shouldn't have to lose your job for expressing inequality in America and the hate going on. That's how you know things are going so backwards in America. Your brand or your job shouldn't be in jeopardy just because you hate the bigotry in America. Point blank period. And you know, another point is um that reminds me of this situation that Stephen A. Smith was talking about was um these tweets from Dallas Cowboys star Des Bryant last month. You know, he said he's got a mouth to feed, he, he loves black people, but you know, it's not the time to do that. Look, you're on the biggest platform in sports. You're a star on the Dallas Cowboys, quote unquote America's team, right? You have a duty to report on these kind of issues going on in America. You're not going to lose your job. You're a superstar on that team. The Cowboys need you more than you need them. So it's it's just puzzling to me that you still have some black athletes that are scared out of their mind not to speak on these social injustices. You know, like I said before, we need more um, star white athletes to speak on these injustices in the NFL. You know, The, the Matt Ryans of the world, the Tom Brady's of the world. The Aaron Rodgers of the world. It, it's nice to see black athletes, um, you know, take a stand and kneel during the national anthem to, to express these concerns. But it will really be effective once white athletes start doing it. It really will because I don't think you know I don't think Tom Brady will do it because he's such close friends with Donald Trump and you know obviously they might be sharing the same views. So I know seeing guys like Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, and Rodgers, them taking that position not being nervous about what what the repercussions will be, what the backlash will be, what the comments from critics will be. Once they do it, then America will get the message. Then America will get the message that, oh, black people, they're not just there to run the football, throw the football. They have lives outside the football too. Black athletes, they're not just here for your entertainment. So we really need unity in sports and politics because I'm just disgusted with the way... A lot of minorities, black people Are being mistreated in America And it's it's embarrassing to live in America right now Because that's not the values I expect From supposedly the greatest country in the world So We just, we, we really need change in America right now Final topic of the day that I want to discuss Is um, former CNN anchor Piers Morgan And his bigoted comments about how White people should be able to use the N word Whenever they want Just because you hear a lot of rappers say it in their songs This really ticked me off man it really did. Pierce Morgan, he used to be a, a phenomenal liberal on CNN who was an advocate of anti-gun rights. And I applauded all his views. His analysis of the Sandy Hook shooting back in 2012 was on point. But these comments right here, it's just flat out ridiculous, man. The White people have one word that they can't say in America and, you know, they they throw tantrums when they can't say the N word. You know, it's just it's it's not that hard just just because you hear it in, in rap songs doesn't give white people in America the right to say that word. Black people, they were they were hurt by that word for centuries and now the the fact that they've learned to embrace that word as their own, white people think they could just say, "Oh, I could use that too." No, it doesn't work like that. Even if you have black friends, even if you're trying to say the word with i Excuse me, with the A at the end of the word instead of a E-R. It just doesn't work that way. Pierce, you have enough white privilege in America as it is. Or if you're in England, wherever you're staying at right now. But this is the reason why you're not on a major television news network anymore. That's the reason we won't see you on TV anymore. It's because of cowardly comments like this. You used to be one of the most beloved news anchors in America. But comments like these, just because you hear people singing Kanye West songs, it doesn't work like that, man. You can't say that word. I can't either. So let's close that discussion. And just to understand the full context of what he said, he said, unquote, but if rappers like Kanye West insist on using it and writing songs with the word in either form, then it is absolutely predictable and understandable that their fans will sing the songs just as they hear them, regardless of the color of their skin. No, it's not understandable and predictable. you know, not allowed to use it. I mean, we hear this word in rap songs all the time, but you know, I, I like these songs, but, you know, when when that word comes up, I'm not, I'm not using it. I'm not about to say it. I'll say every other part of the lyrics, but that, that, that that's not my place to say that word, and it's not your place either. Point blank, period. This was episode five of the Cause Podcast. I'm your host, Urien Dryshuk. Thank you for tuning in.